Today's episode goes out to all the Dippers, Dip Nation out there. We love y'all. Guys have been out there holding it down for us for so long. My name's Dave. Welcome to the Too Much Dip Podcast. I'm alone in the stew today. Dylan is out. I guess Randy's here. But Randy's so hungover, it doesn't even count. Joining me in Wisconsin, it's none other than KJ Ellis. Can I say your last name? Did I just dox you? Do people know this? Do they know this about you? I think people, yeah, people know my last name. And at uh, whatever point they began tr- transcribing podcasts, I realized like I couldn't just demand to only be like just KJ in the, the comments or whatever you call it, the description of a pod, because people would just search it and be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember that time when you like, without hesitation, referred to this entire uh, section of people as XYZ? Mm-hmm. Like, well, yeah. That's their pronouns. Which time? Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be in the building. And again, shout out to Dippers. Shout out to uh, Freely Bathroom Escapee Randy for holding it down for us. It's uh, miraculous how quickly the on-ramp to an episode can be when uh, we have a professional around. You're not talking about Randy, of course. I'm talking about last week taking, uh, we probably had more minutes pre-show than our actual show. <laughs> oh God, dude. Last week was such a beating. I, that was way more difficult than it should have been, but we made it through. I think, I think that we had a good episode. Dylan, uh, like I said, is out today. He will be back next week. Something to look out for. Our Thursday night live streams are coming back, kicking off with Thursday mm. night football. Bills, Rams, I believe. Yeah, Bills, Rams. We'll be doing it right before kickoff. Usually start around 7. Sometimes we go like 30 minutes. Sometimes we kind of get in our bag a little bit. Maybe go 45. Hopefully not. I don't really pull the curtain back. I don't really like doing it like right in because I'm, I'm usually trying to watch the most of the game. You know me. I'm just a big sports guy. Sports fanatic, some might say. I I think we all agree that like nobody's goal on a Thursday night is to spend more time than they absolutely need to getting H for Thursday night football than they have to. Like, uh, uh, we'll, we'll try to keep it tight. We'll try to keep it consistent, uh, and get out, get in, get out, be tactical. Mm. If we do feel like we've got a rundown, that's going to last longer. You know, I'll challenge us with, with starting a few minutes earlier as opposed to cutting into kickoff because that's not good for numbies it's not good for uh draft kings lineups or fantasy football last minute checks uh or anything of the sort um you want to tell the people uh, where they can be a part of that washed Ooh, no i guess we're gonna be doing it from the too much dip youtube now because we switched all that i up. believe so I hadn't thought about that my mind is freaking blown live yeah we're gonna be doing it from the too much dip youtube page so go subscribe to that You'll get clips, you get the podcast videos, you get to see what KJ looks like, you get to see what I look like. You might get some video today on the pod, we'll see. So yeah, check it out, that'll be fun, starting in a couple weeks, I guess. And my business cash best, like I'm like DDB right now. Um, On top of that, hit us up on the dip line, 833-371-DIP or 833-371-3477. Uh, we probably won't spend too much time on Dipline on Thursday night live streams, but it's always a good resource for Mondays the, the day after. And uh, allow me one more quick plug. I haven't brought it up in quite some time because the off seasons are, uh, uh, you know, not as much engagement in there. But 
we do have a very healthy discord following a very active discord. Um, if you want to go check out our discord, look me up on Twitter at KJ Ellis with ones as the L's. Uh, the link to the discord is in my bio. As much as I love DM and with the dippers and the backers, uh, the link to the discord is in my bio. <laughs> so hit that up, mute the notifications for that bad boy Add us on discord. Like you're almost like a hundred percent guaranteed to get a response. If you, if you hit us up in the discord, and usually if we have any guests on the live stream, that's where they're going to come from. People that we know are engaged in, in, in talk and shop. Uh, if you want to talk shit, I'm much more welcoming to shit talking in discord than I am Twitter. Cause then I at least know you've passed the threshold of like, you signed up. I completely agree. I'm fairly active in the fighting discord mm -hmm. uh, sub channel and I believe it's called fisting. I didn't name it. Somebody else did. <laughs> And I don't really approve of it. I'll just say it. It's a little. It's I appreciate a little, it. I don't really do that kind of humor. I like to do a little bit more highbrow. Hey, you mentioned the dip uh, line, Randy. Yeah. You mind hitting that dip line call? Hey guys, uh, Daniel and Salina here. Uh, back in 2017, after Spieth started to spiral out of control, I made a bet with my brother that he'd never win again uh, when he won last year at San Antonio. I had to piss my pants in public. Uh, really humiliating. Never thought it would happen. But, of course, I went back for seconds and have the same bet that he will never go to the live tour. Uh, I said he wouldn't. Uh, should I be worried that I'm going to have to go round two for doing the wet spot challenge? Oh, oh boy. Man, I'm I'm glad that there's actual people who listen to this show that are out there just pee pantsing in public. Um, like just listening or also doing the show? Just, I mean, no. Wait, what? Do you have something you I need mean, to tell I'm us? Not I'm not afraid to be honest with the listeners. Okay, let's like, hear it. I guess it just, it depends on what we're describing as public. Like if you would say, like the time we all accept that one person or another may piss themselves as if public and their privates are separated by the fabric that is not swimwear. For some reason we say swimwear is like, you know, whatever, do what you got to do in or out of the pool sometimes. But let's say you're in board shorts or a hybrid pair of shorts at a music festival and in a state of mind could be altered. Who knows? But in a position where like, yeah, I don't want to leave this Leon Bridges set or mm. whoever I was seeing in the moment to go see the urinal. Maybe I'll just like handle this right here. Empty out my camelback water bottle on my shorts and be on my way. I'm okay with saying that. This sounds very specific. Like there's a lot of detail <laughs> in this hypothetical. <laughs> I, I just like that it's called the wet spot challenge. I don't know if you're saying like public is like, hey, you've got to go. You got to go to the mall. To your, you've got to go to New. I don't know. I was thinking. I think people know what a public too. place is. That much we know. For some reason, we we're both thinking bustling retail location. The mall, dude. I mean, I'm. But if you go do it at the mall, you'll probably just see me because I'm the last person who goes to the mall. No one else is going there. Everybody does online shopping. You seen this? I went to the very, very 
pathetic mall yesterday here in Madison. Uh, it, not, not a story I need to get into, but, um, no, no, tell us. I do want to tell you about a shopping experience this weekend. I didn't put it on the rundown. Uh, first time ever your boy rented, hitched up and used an open trailer, like affixed to my vehicle, went to U-Haul, rented a trailer, uh, went to, uh, the furniture store, had them load up the couch and then entirely independently, like just me was able to strap up a couch to a dolly that I rented from U-Haul, roll it into my house, set that down and then move two couches from, you know, one floor downstairs into the basement by myself. That's the manliest thing that's ever been said on this podcast and probably any of our podcasts in washed media. That's I, I, how much money did you save doing that? A lot, uh, a couple hundred bucks and like two weeks of like unsure delivery windows. They're like, yeah, they might be able to get it to you next week or two. Like it was a couch that was in store, like whatever you want to call a clearance section basically just meant it was in stock and knocked down a couple hundred bucks. But they're like, yeah, it'll be a, like 189 for delivery. And they were like, and yet we're not really sure on the timing because living in Madison, uh, it's the beginning of the school year. Every moving company and or labor associated with that industry is like mm. getting paid a shit ton to go move kids around college campus. So I probably wouldn't have seen that couch for three weeks. Yeah. Maybe more. And then, yeah, then there's the awkward like, oh, crap, we need to go to the ATM because we got to tip the guys who moved it. Uh, I completely understand that thought. Um, I'm, I'm proud. And of they it. wouldn't so, have that's moved the couches into the basement. So they would have just delivered the new couch. They weren't going to move shit into the basement. And that would have been a whole separate transaction. You would have gotten a notification that like, all right, your delivery window is, uh, you know, next Thursday from 11 to five, AKA yep. like pretty much all day. So you're like, oh, so I just need to take the entire day off for this couch. Love that. Yeah. yeah you, I think you did so, the right thing. If you have the means and KJ, you're a strong lad. So, I mean, it's, it's nothing to you, but man, did you feel, did you feel just like you're oozing with tea? as you hooked at a trailer up? I, I'm not gonna lie. I definitely took some assistance of like making sure it was secured by a professional. <laughs> I didn't want to load like my wife and children into the car after me securing something for the first time, but driving with it from one side of town to the other, you know, and loading and backing up all of that. Like for a moment, I felt like boat guy. Wasn't a boat back there, but I'm like, I see how boat guy back, you know, we watched in Montana boat guy after boat guy after boat guy with boat wife, like fully docking and undocking in public. I've seen that video. Like it was no big deal. Just the simple effort of like backing up a a trailer, like on a ball hitch or whatever, and making sure that bad boy doesn't like fucking snake on you. Doesn't end up like your truck nuts did (laughs) a fucking weaponized projectile. (laughs) <laughs> that was going through my head. I'm like, if I do this myself and I secure it with like 10, 10 eighth inches of uh, what that even makes sense. Like a one eighth inch wire. Like this isn't going to go well, but somehow yeah, I didn't drop couches down the stairs into the basement. I didn't fall. And you know, shout out to appliance dollies and just like five YouTube videos. The shit wasn't that hard, man. So you've, not, you did all that. You avoided a manslaughter charge. Just, just, just a big weekend for for the KJ man. Uh, that made one of us former athletes in the world. Oh, 
We'll get to that later. I'll add it. Oh, I don't even. Yeah, that's not on there. We got to talk that. Hey, before we get into the meat of the episode, Dylan's not here, but he will be back tomorrow in uh, the Wash Media Studio. But I want to play a video in his honor that's making the rounds because I don't know. There's some bad news coming out of the University of Texas today. And, you know, they've had a couple big key injuries, knee injuries to a starting wide receiver and their starting O-lineman. So I'm hoping if he's listening, this brings him some joy. This, of course, made the rounds on Twitter yesterday. It is an old hype video that they used to play at the uh, Daryl K. Royal Stadium here in town. Let's just get some live in-game reaction. Randy, hit it. On the pod. Hell yeah. All right, what we've got here is some poorly animated Longhorns just barreling down Guadalupe or whatever street that is. Maybe that's Congress. And they're just charging. They're mobbing. And they're still going. You can hear the pitter-patter. There's the fountain. I'm sure there's a name for that. There's the bell tower. Reminds me of that tragedy. (laughs) They're okay, Royal. And as they go in, the Ricky Williams Heisman and the Earl Campbell Heisman turn into the actual players who shoot laser beams out of their hands and zap the Longhorns who turn into centaurs? Yeah, I was going to ask about the after uh, results. And centaurs is best, de- definitely the best word to use. But that Minotaur being... Minotaur. Minotaur Randy's Minotaur, correcting yes. me. Hold on. Go ahead, gravelly voice, Randy. Oh, it's a minotaur. Centaur is a half horse, half man. Minotaur is a bull, half man. Thank you. A bull head. Very helpful. Did not know that. I'm he- sorry, Randy. I don't keep up with the latest manga comics to know like all this animal, human, sorcery situations. Uh, but every place I've ever seen the minotaur, there's always some like hypersexualized like relationship situation going on because you got like it's a bull. Huh. Like, isn't, isn't that like the nickname for the non-cuck in a cuck relationship? <laughs> I mean, look, dude. Uh, pineapples is as far as I take this. <laughs> That's where I draw the I, line. I, I've also confirmed at least two or three listeners that prevent me from going any further on my recent discussions with you about where I saw way too many pineapples. But, uh, uh, I really wish I could share that story on air. Uh, yeah. When I saw this video, it not only made me like feel bad for like the animation we endured of that era. There's a jaw roll video called six feet underground in your free time. Go look up that music video. Californication is another example of a terrible music video. that was like entirely crazy taxi themed, but this is like, PS one graphics with like a little bit of uh Tony Hawk pro skater vibes. It's pretty bad. It's with pretty the bad. worst sound effects board ever. I love the sacks though. <laughs> and are we still doing eyes of Texas? Maybe not for me to, to judge. I don't know. I don't know what's going on there, but we got a little eyes of Texas tea tees. And uh, you know what? Oh, it is, it's classed up a little bit with the sacks. I'm assuming that was a sacks. And I know Dylan loves him some sacks, big sacks guy. <laughs> Steve Sachs. Only if uh, I, I feel like you can only play the eyes of Texas if you go that straight sweaty sax. People like, forget that they're either upon that you. or like 
you can't do str- you can't do strings. It's too fiddle close, like fiddle adjacent. You can't do harmonica for damn sure. You can't no. do banjo. No. You can't do any like not colonial, what do you call it? Uh revolutionary era <laughs> or whatever it calls Civil War era instruments. Yeah. I but think saxophone I'm okay with. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, that's fun. Dylan Dylan said that as a kid that used to get him very hyped. So hopefully if he's listening at home, he's he's super hyped. There, I feel like there's a lot of like Dallas Stars or Stadium Intro stuff like that. That it wouldn't be a bad website to just house all of that content, like a Wayback Machine just for bad in arena nostalgic content or in like media, like sports media adjacent content. Intros I, to CBS Sports, like Bulls intros, all that shit. Dude, I will never forget. I don't know if Texas Tech still does this, but the. One of the fo- one of the best you know games I've been to in person was Tech UT back in like two thousand seven or six or something. The Chris Sims Air Raid. They used to play the intro to Metallica's "Seek and Destroy," I believe, and they would play it. And they had some like lightning graphic on like what was a pretty shitty uh, video board at that time, <laughs> and it was awesome. And they ended up beating a. Uh, Texas that day and uh, the student section ripped up the bleachers and passed them around. I think uh, that video and maybe it's a different one, but they had a, their air raid where they would run the tornado siren. And I think that's the, the Metallica song was spliced in there, but yeah. you would get like the Google earth view from like outer space and zoom all the way in the map into Texas into Jones, into the field, and then the video would start kicking in. It was a pretty badass intro. Um, like a real loser, I probably spent a good 15 minutes watching like the, the Vatek, uh Enter Sandman uh, kickoff, like their stadium entrance for like three different, in- three different years. Is that your pre-workout? Uh, <laughs> it, it's, it's, yeah. It's like when you know you've got to be like, okay, hey, She's not fully asleep. I'm going to go step into the bathroom, kind of get myself mentally hyped for this. I wasn't really looking forward to it. And so I just went in there and watched some Vodtech videos. Not the one you're thinking, because that was a tragedy. But these intros to the football games. Right. I didn't know that was a Vodtech thing. I didn't realize they did enter Sandman. Yes. Enter Sandman for me is always going to be uh, Rivera. Mariano Rivera. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Widely regarded as the best closer of all time, KJ. Widely, mm. famously. Give me uh Don't say it. What's the what's the guy? Uh Rodney uh <laughs> I can't think of his name. But when he finishes a win, he does kind of the Usain Bolt like arrow, but like kind of off to the side. Um Fernando Rodney. I was gonna say there's never been a closer name with the first name Rodney. <laughs> no, Fernando That's a, Rodney. Is Rodney I think as a Dominican. name? As a man's name or a woman's name, is that gone out of style? Do we need Pete more? Rodney? the only one that I respect. Here's Rod. People call him Rod. Yeah, man. Fernando Rodney's also allergic to ever wearing the bill of his hat directly forward. It's a good ignore look. the first image that pops up, but every other image you see, uh, let's see, yeah, with the rays for quite a bit, he's always kind of cocked a little bit to the side. Loved it. He's a cuck. Interesting. Hey, everybody tuned in for one thing, but before we get to it, I want to, I want to tell you guys about athletic greens. What can I say about athletic greens that I haven't already said a hundred times to my friends, my family, anybody with an earshot, 
I talk about it all the time because it's how I start my day. Empty stomach, wake up, pour a little pack in, a, in the little shaker, the AG1, mix it with a little water, boom, right there. I've got my I've got my veggies for the day, 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics and adaptogens, KJ. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus and even aging. All the things. How about that? It's key for me uh two purposes. As everyone know, silent killer out there, sugar, you know, uh we need to avoid it when you can. A, Athletic Greens allows us to do that. Contains less than one gram of sugar. You know, it tastes great. No GMO, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything. Still tastes good. Supports better sleep quality and recovery. As anyone that was with me in Montana knows, mm. probably should make sure I'm staying on my AG1 game. That would help everyone tremendously. Yeah. Uh, and lastly, it is uh, not just recommended by uh, randos like David and I, but professional athletes, over 7,000 five-star reviews. So it's a reliable resource for you to uh, do a little extra in your daily routine, starting off with Athletic Greens. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. It's the AG1. We love it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a uh, free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash bang. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash bang to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Um, I don't have the names for this story, but I don't want to save it to sports party. There you go. Zalatoris. Zalatoris. Will Zalatoris. What are they going to say now, he says to his caddy in a very intimidating manner. Will Zalatoris is your winner yesterday after a three-hole playoff. A wild ride, KJ. My, uh... My drop there stepped on whatever you were saying, so I, I feel bad. I should have stopped it. Yeah, no, no, that's on me. I should know better. I, I skipped down after we hit Athletic Greens. You know, it's almost like this is my first time doing it for seven straight years. But I, I'm still having trouble getting over Scotty Scheffler and his utter disrespect for the sanctity of the game. But I don't <laughs> want that to stand in the way of, per se, um, Stand in the way of what Will Zalatoris Dallas's own accomplished this weekend. No, and you know what? Yesterday was so electric that I completely forgot about the Scotty Scheffler allegedly, allegedly intentionally walking through Cam Smith's quote line end quote. Uh, we I don't think it was intentional. If if something has come out, I'm sure he was asked about it. I don't know. It didn't seem like they were mad at each other, but people are like, people want to make it into a live, a live PGA thing, whatever. That was fine. What, what the story here is, is that Willie Z gets off the snide, his first win 
as a PGA professional. And uh, my God, if it wasn't a wild ride. I just, I don't think a, a career could be complete without winning the FedEx St. Jude Championship. Yeah, people I, have I know said that. that there are a lot of golfers when they're just, you know, grinding it out, getting through Q school, getting on, getting their card, getting on tour. Uh, and, and everyone pays so much attention to the majors, but for the real true dimple heads out there, the real golf guys, um, they're really committed to the thought of once a guy wins the FedEx St. Jude's championship, then their career really begins there. And, and that's what Will Zalatoris did that I definitely knew before just now. <laughs> Dude, weren't you glued in? Weren't you dialed? I, I honestly, I honestly did see the the leaderboard. I did see that he won. I am not going to uh, lie to the people and say that I wasn't uh, moving big boy weight around the house as as uh, earlier mentioned uh, when I missed Adam Sandler tweeting at Will Zalatoris live. But this had to have been tough for you because you're a big Sepp Straka guy. <laughs> You've always been a fan of the uh, Austrian born golfer who played his collegiate golf at the University of Georgia. Is it bad that my brain went to uh, Seb? What's his like? Gorka? Sebastian Gorka, noted right wing personality. I, I thought it was when you said Seb Straka. I'm like, what does Seb Gorka have to do with this? Yeah, he chimed in on Twitter. He was just shit posting. Sebastian. Oh my God. How did that even come up on this show? No, yeah, I thought. I don't, I don't need thought, to be uh, Sebs. I thought I would. I keep saying his name and keep calling him Seb Sabodka. As if he's uh, working down at the docks. Ziggy. Yeah, Ziggy's he's Ziggy's uh, great uncle. He's Frank's there, brother. The four fourth generation Polish dock worker. Yeah, just um, shot shot in a beer every morning. In a and I was shot in an egg or whatever. Oh yeah, shot in an egg. Uh, only only two true wire fans will know that, and of course we are <laughs> wire guys, especially me. Uh, did you feel? I don't know. How big of a deal is this for, for Zalatoris, or is it just that he won? It, it's like as, as far as accomplishments go, I mean, he's, it's a big deal to get your first one out of the way, especially when you've lost multiple times in playoffs and like majors, and you've been so good. And yet you, he's, he was carrying around the best player to not have won, you know, tag for the last, you know, few months, really. And if he were to have lost yesterday, which he, <laughs> Should have, arguably, potentially, um, it would have been real bad. It would have been, it would, because he's already, he's a guy who, he's a chip on the shoulder guy, but not in a completely obnoxious way. But, you know, you saw him when he made that putt on 18 mm -hmm. to um, basically ensure a playoff. Um, you know, Straka still had to play the hole, but, you know, he looked at his caddy and, and yelled, What are they going to say now? Of course, uh, if you don't know what that's referring to, it's a Steph Curry. Quote and apparently Zalatoris is a big Warriors guy, uh, and you know what? Good for him. He did it on. He I, did it with I, his I putter. Don't, I don't mind most. him being a fan. It's just it's just weird to like pick that line. He might have <laughs> lost. Like there was still a decent chance that Straka makes birdie there and wins the tournament outright, and then it's just like, dude, you wasted that line for <laughs> for a non dub, which is risky. 25 years old, so uh, I accept it. Since the guy was 18, the Warriors have been like the sports team-like story. So, okay, I get it. Um, 
I just feel like he could have went with the, anything is possible. Like what if there he could have been so many it? bad quotes. <laughs> he just looks into the camera, Cleveland, this is for you. Like, dude, you have no association to Cleveland. You're like, you live in Dallas in now. Near Memphis right now. <laughs> you live in, yeah, what, what? No, there, there was a number yeah. of things he could have gone with, but good for him. I don't know. Did you see the final playoff hole? The part three? I did three? not. Uh, mm. So Zalatoris tees off first, puts one off the rocks, over the water, and it bounces, and then it drops back, wedges between the rocks and the grass. So it has about three inches of grass standing right in front of the ball and it's on it's like wedged down into like what looks like a little crevice in these rocks and you're just like dude what the fuck is he gonna do like that's it he just lost the tournament all all, uh all your boy seb has to do is go up there and hit the middle of the green and two putt and it's ball game and uh he puts it into the water he dunks it Mm. and you know you're still like okay you're gonna play what are you gonna do what's what's Torres gonna do he goes back takes a drop instead of trying to play it from the rocks. So he incurs a penalty and uh, gets up and down from there. Only true golf guys know what that means. And that's your ball game. And he did it all with three very clutch putts, and that's kind of the thing on him is his shaky putter. Shaky in that it looks a little unstable. He's kind of – sometimes on shorter putts he has like a loop, which is very a very amateur thing to do. But he was great with the putter yesterday when it mattered. Um, so much so – the world got to meet Scott Fawcett, which, by the way, all-time name, the Foss. KJ, um, before yesterday, were you familiar with one Scott Fawcett? I was not. The Foss? Uh, I, I think Scott Fawcett, and I think, you know, is he somebody in Nashville where I've heard, like, one of his songs on the radio? Disgrace. Maybe he does more NBA writing. NBA referee, maybe? <laughs> does more writing than he does singing. Farah's brother. Like, I, I don't know where to go with Fawcett, but uh, I am uh, glad that the man has a Twitter account. I can tell you that much. Yeah. So if you're like us and you were kind of unfamiliar, Matt, basically unfamiliar with Scott Fawcett and his work. He is on the Zalatoris team. He's um, a mentor, uh, a coach of some sort. And um, it turns out he's a big analytics guy. But in addition to all of this, He's a big, uh, big Twitter. Get on Twitter and fire off some tweets, some hot tweets, real hot ones, and then delete them the next day, kind of guy. Because uh, as Zalatoris is, you know, going through it yesterday, going through the ringer, and you know the commentators are talking about the the problems he's had with the putter, he pops off in some now deleted tweets, and uh, Dan Hicks catches uh, my favorite stray. You've got uh oh, and again. Fuck you, Dan. This wouldn't be a <laughs> gift. Caps. Will has the best speed control on tour, so he fucking earned it, you dick. Okay. Nice putt, Sep. No, shout out to Sep. <laughs> uh, he goes on. Thrown in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, his original tweet. I really do try to bite my tongue with the commentators, dot, dot, dot. But go fuck yourself, Dan Hicks, exclamations, multiple. Putter was wobbly earlier this year. You have no idea what the truth is, fuckface. Sit in the booth, parentheses. Yes, this is a joke, but there's always truth in comedy. Winky smile. And he didn't close the parentheses. He just threw 
a colon in there. So he made a smiley face, but there should be like a double chin on it to close that parentheses. That's an underrated move, what he's done here, because that, that did throw me off. It's like, were you intentionally doing some sort of smile? And it looks like he was. Um, quote tweets that tweet with, hey, at Brad Faxon and Dan, go fuck each other. <laughs> yes, I understand this is classless and crude, but let me repeat myself. Fuck you. Onlookers, feel free to unfollow, block, and never buy decade. I don't give a fuck. Decade being his like analytics golf thing. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, decade. He's that's some. They take tour data, and I don't know. Don't ask me. Not the pod for it. <laughs> wow. But uh, he's still tweeting, and um, he tweeted last night. Maybe it was after he deleted these tweets. He said. It's a it's a GIF and it's Lawrence Fishburne. It's uh, Morpheus, a notable character from uh, the hit f- hit movie The Matrix, and it says, "Sitting here at Chili's." Yeah, that's right, Chili's. I can't believe what I just watched on the highlight reel. In case you didn't know, this is all a simulation. So everybody, calm down. It doesn't matter. What a day. I mean, the guy is. Uh, I I just. Like the fact that he's also up, up, uh, he's updated his avatar to being a quote in very bad word, like font. What are they going to say now? Looks really uh, cheap. You know, he did not have Ricky like, Prosper make this for him. It looks like click here to learn more about how I make $9,000 a week on working for Amazon online. Uh, I, I don't know that we have enough examples of, someone's coach or personal trainer or anything of that nature, just going wheels off. We've gotten plenty of Twitter parents, you know, uh, uh, Eli Apple's mom on Twitter, uh, uh, Grimes, Brent Grimes, his wife and her cakes uh, on, on Twitter in the past. I don't know. I'm defaulting to football. We've had plenty of basketball ones. I've just, I can't get the thought out of my head of a random fan chirping at uh, CJ McCollum, Uh, Talking about win something, then talk. And he responds back, I'm trying, Jennifer. Like, no tweet lives in my head rent-free more than that one. It's every response. I'm just like, I'm trying, Jennifer. Damn. But to have a coach go off the the rails like this, adding people in the mix, and then getting quote tweeted by another competitor. Mm, JT, of course. It just hurts all around. Justin Thomas chimes in. Hey, Scott. This is with a quote. This is with a tweet where he has... um, screenshotted the since-deleted tweets and included them in the image. Hey, Scott, Twitter saw your incredibly egregious and aggressive tweets. Congrats on your, quote, win, but show some class and respect if you are as professional as you claim to be. Giving other coaches and those involved in golf a really bad look. Nobody likes a sore winner. (laughs) Everyone kind of likes sore winners, but this is even, again, calling it a win and then like turning around and referring to him a win as a winner, like a win in quotes and then referring to him as a winner. It's a little bit counterintuitive, but uh, Scott does go back to be like, you know, I don't consider this a win of my own. I'm just, you know, just out here doing what I do, but uh, it's, it's messy, man. So Scott, hey, this, the, this stems from Brad Faxon and Scott Fawcett have some kind of beef longstanding, which I am, you're going to be shocked to know we were, uh, we we're not familiar with. And I don't think most people outside of like super, super golf Twitter is aware of this, but um, this dude is still tweeting and he will respond to your tweet. So if, if somebody wants to tweet him and see like, Hey man, 
just want to check in. He'll probably respond. He might still be at Chili's, and that's honestly pretty dope. I hope one day that I get to drunk tweet from Chili's about one of my protégés out there, you know, winning the FedEx St. Jude. It it really makes you wonder what his coaching sessions are like, if this is what he's like after three, like El Presidente margaritas. Uh, you you got to think that when in that pressure box of coaching up what could be, you know, the next big thing in golf, I'm not saying Zalatoris is likely to be that, but like, Relative to anybody else he's coaching, I'm sure Zalatoris is the biggest client he has and the biggest deal of his day anytime he's with him. You got to think he's probably also not just like a, a gentle June Jones, like soothsayer type coach. I don't know why I referenced him like the whole world knows that. Or like a Pete Carroll type, no cussing type environment. Like uh, you got to think this guy's just MF for every single way, every not, single step of the way. Pete Carroll famously uh, smacks his gum aggressively. Also, uh, a 9-11 truther. Y'all go to the same meetings or what? That's not fair. As, <laughs> as a, a mischaracterization. That is not fair. I, I apologize. I apologize. Um, I I hate this for like Zalatoris or people in that situation where all of a sudden Zalatoris probably finishes up his day and you know there was a question from a reporter of like, are you aware of the tweets or have you heard from anyone regarding some of the things that Scott Fawcett said on Twitter? And he probably hadn't been, he's probably got 10,000 other notifications of congrats from everybody, you know, that connected with them on LinkedIn over the years. And he gets that, that press conference and he's hearing from it. He's like, uh, no, <laughs> like <laughs> that sucks. That's it. It's not something you want to deal with on the heels of your first victory on tour. You don't have to. You don't have to be doing damage control for Scott Fawcett. That's not fun. So, do we want to at least discuss uh, Cam Smith real quick before we shift gears out of golf? Oh yeah, this is this is golf is so ridiculous. Cam Smith, you know, everybody thought we were going to have this Zalatoris Cam Smith duel um, after Saturday because he was two off the lead going into Sunday. Mm-hmm. And then Sunday you get word that a two-shot penalty has been assessed to Cam Smith retroactively for uh, taking a bad drop, essentially taking a drop, and the ball was not completely clear of the hazard. It was on the spray-painted red line. And uh, that's a big no-no, KJ. I know you're a ground-floor golf guy, so you're aware of that. That's a mistake you'd never make. But, yeah, so – Got to find out before his round. He's actually four back and four. I mean, not completely insurmountable. I mean, we saw what he just did, but uh, wow, not not. There's got to be some kind of time limit placed on this stuff, right? Like, I don't. Uh, people are pointing out, rightfully so, that like how this fucks a lot of gamblers. Anybody who saw Cam Smith play the round and then put a bet down for the next day, and then boom, like I don't, I don't know yeah. what the what the books do for that. You got to think. Uh... It, I, I I don't know. Nowadays, when betting is so ubiquitous, so where it's not like you can do it from your app and everything, that there's probably a lot of uh, gray area. And, a, and I think a lot of books are quick to do right by the better in that situation to refund the money or give your money back. Like they know that the long game of pissing off this individual better is not worth. It's not worth it. Um, I just think with the amount of attention like Cam Smith is, uh, has it been formally announced 
of his departure to live? No. It is uh, a fellow uh, player, uh, Australian player, whose name escapes me, said basically, like, Cam? oh, yeah, it's done. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then Cam Smith or somebody said, if you're going to hear anything about Cam Smith, it's going to come from me. It's not going to come from the other guy. That's interesting because I was um, told to talk to his team. I thought that that's what we had to do. <laughs> it was all up to the team. That's and, true. You know? And then now you're hearing from his agent that he's that he's uh, withdrawing from tournaments. So Hip injury, apparently. Uh, so he will not be playing this week. I, You hate to see it to an extent. I know Dylan would be here cheering for any demise of anyone committed to the live tour. I still think the inevitable positive outcome is some sort of, you know, clash of uh championship type thing. They're going to create some byproduct event. If they were smart, if somebody came to them with enough money and created the television opportunity uh, for the best, you know, writer tour type like rules, but between live tour and PGA guys, like, they would gladly collect that check on both sides of the fence. Yeah, I think so. And now Didn't, we're... Uh, Pat, Fat Pat, uh, he kind of argued for something like this. Like, uh, he's like, I would take uh, the guys on the live tour over the guys on the PGA tour if, if there was like uh, some sort of competition. Ooh. <laughs> he's talking loco. No, I don't know. See, Patrick Reed, nobody fucking likes that guy. Yeah, he did. <laughs> I, Maybe it, I don't know if it happens. It'll be years from now. I I just I don't see this this iteration of the of the PGA Tour being a part of that. Um, it's, especially since they were just so late to even like address like what is a, a very serious existential threat that people people have been talking about for a couple years before it actually happened and they started taking players. But here we are. I don't know. I don't care. I, that, that sucks. Cam Smith's one of my favorite golf personalities of the last couple of years. Um, and it sucks if I'm going to have to tune into YouTube to watch him play 54 holes with the the fireballs or whatever, the, the down under boys, or whatever they're going to call their team. As, as bad as that is, as and I've watched, collectively I'll say I've watched two hours of live tour production, which relative to my entire year's worth of golf consumption is a decent amount. That's more than um, most people. I would say that, the product isn't that much different, but it's not going to take that many tweaks to like put out something that's more palatable to the audience. Like they're shooting their shot. They're trying some different shit. The 54 holes thing, whatever. It doesn't bother me, but I like that they're getting out of the way on Sundays. Uh, I like that you're, you know, they're doing some things right. This is obviously getting over where all the money's coming from. Um, but we'll see. I, I I will not publicly ask the hypothetical of who makes it to the spring live tour or another entity or country. But uh, I still think it's up in the or not live tour PGA or another entity. But still think uh, this ain't going away anytime soon. No, and we're litigating, baby. Let's go. Let's get wild. Let's build some hours. Who cares? Fuck it. You want to party? So, um, yeah, let's let's go ahead and party. I think we wrap everything into the party. Let me let me track down some names. That's how it should be. This is the section of the pod where we party and talk sports at the same time. I'm gonna let KJ handle this one. Yeah. So off the top, I would like to uh, acknowledge that uh, it looks like ex NFL star Keep Talib's brother 
Uh, Yakub Talib has turned himself in as he was wanted for murder of a youth football coach. Um, Dallas area city of Lancaster, um, which is just east of the town that I just moved out of, DeSoto. Uh, I-20 the video the is pretty... Yeah, I-20 I, I and 30. Or, I'm sorry, I-20 I and 35 and 45. Um, the video's pretty tragic. It's an unnecessary situation where you've got a youth football game. Nothing unfamiliar to a lot of people who've seen, like, fights at youth football games, but... This seems to have stemmed out of something pretty minor where you have kind of a, um, I'm not, there's no victim blaming to be had here, but like a situation where a youth football coach was a little bit upset that somebody went to like kick a ball or take a ball that he was going to grab. He got pissed off and started jawing at somebody, a fight ensued. And then you had an on-field brawl for like seven-year-old football. It's like absolutely terrible. And that brawl quickly escalated into someone pulling a gun, ending a man's life. All too soon, uh, unfortunately, not only for the victim and the victim's family, but for everyone involved, seems like Aqib Tlaib, who is no stranger to drama, uh, that he and his brother were a part of this, and his brother, like I said, has now turned himself in. So more to come on uh, anything uh, that Aqib will be charged with. Because Richardson's He's own. due to get a bad. Yeah, Richardson, Texas is own. Is he Burton? He's due to get a bag from uh, Amazon, Texas. Oh, my or God. Or Amazon, Texas. Amazon, uh football uh this this fall jeez that's sad that's sad that's why i don't that's why i don't go to youth football games (laughs) (laughs) just can't be can't be involved in that kind of thing dude our 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 good friends uh, down the street at dkr they're down bad pair of texas football starters doubtful for the 2022 entire season with serious knee injuries isaiah nair who i believe is a junior wide receiver and junior angelau Suffer season-ending injuries. Not good. This is tough. I'm 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 rooting for a, a good Texas team, not because I'm a Texas fan, but because it is more fun when Texas is good. You know, every few years when that happens, and because I want Dylan to be in a good mood. I don't want Dylan to come in here having to apologize for Sark and just be down on himself, or be week three and he's just emotionally checked out. Like that's no fun. Nobody wants that. If they're like not looking great by the Bama game, they can lose that game respectively. Mm. and everybody be happy about what's going on. Isaiah Nair also notably Arlington Lamar graduate. Oh, look at that fun fact. Yeah, this is a if there's one position you don't want to be weak at and starting a freshman against Alabama, it might be O-line because they're probably going to have to start a freshman. Now they do have like I feel like they recruited like six five-star O-linemen. Uh one of the kids from Duncanville, I think Cam Williams is his name. And They've got the talent there, but like, you know, an 18-year-old kid in there versus some Alabama who's going to be going in the first round the, the next year on the D-lines. It's That's rough, and their schedule sucks. They start out Lafayette, then they got Bama, UTSA, who is no joke. Uh, then they go, I don't know, they're at Lubbock, West Virginia at home, OU. It's, it's a tough fucking schedule. Yeah, I think they catch Monroe. Not Lafayette first, which, oh, okay. as dumb as it sounds, Lafayette would be a significantly more challenging game than Monroe this year. Um, but still, even with that, even with that switch up, like it's not any easier. Uh, and you just don't want to see them like continue the same trend as they go into the SEC. Like I think that was one of the biggest things for the Big 12's like reputation was when Texas A&M and Missouri went into the Big 12, into the SEC and they 
basically not dominated, but they were, they were, uh, they, you know, they, they had a big presence in the conference immediately. Missouri won the conference one year, I think, or at least was in, no, they were, they lost in the sec title game. I believe to Georgia. Yeah. Uh, and then you had, uh, A&M obviously Johnny football, uh, never won the, uh, sec, but you know, they, they did enough to make enough noise beating Bama at Bama most notably. Uh, speaking of the sec, miles Brennan, one of many generic names that eventually you'll remember, but kind of forget quarterback from LSU is now retiring from LSU. Is this due to concussions or is this just due to, he didn't get this. I mean, it's just another year where he didn't win the job. So I think he's just like, you know what? I'm good. Started three games last it. year, a couple of years ago. But yeah, that's it. I respect it too. Like, I mean, he obviously, he could be a grad transfer. He could get in the portal and go start it. I would imagine a number of schools would take him. But I, I don't know anything about him. I don't remember him. I don't know if it was a, the Joe Burrow years he started a few games when Burrow was out. I don't remember. But he had a full year. Uh, I think it was the year after Burrow, and they struggled quite a bit. And then last year, they, they I think he was injured going into last year potentially. I, and I, I could have this wrong. And I'm going to correct uh, you on the uh, SEC championship game. It was Missouri-Alabama 2014. Oh, what did I say? Georgia? Okay. That's Whatever. okay. That's okay. I just, yeah, look, I, we got a lot of SEC it, it, fans and they're, they're, they don't like it when you make mistakes. It still doesn't make sense that they put Missouri into the Eastern part of that conference. That, that, that needs to be rectified. I don't know how you would do it without also shifting all of Alabama and Auburn away from LSU, which isn't going to happen, but like they needed to fix that. Um, and it would even probably be away from LSU would be the problem. It's, you don't want Alabama, Auburn, Florida, and Georgia on one side of that conference. But anyways, uh, Miles Brennan, you know, doesn't really move the needle for me. I agree. It's interesting that he's deciding to outright retire uh, rather than trying to continue his career elsewhere. Um, and that there's no comments on like him wanting to go into coaching. Anytime this happens after a coach change like this, it makes me think that either he was significantly overvalued by the last staff or over uh, like lack of a fit for the new staff. But I mean, there's, there's some benefits to just hanging around and being around. If you actually wanted to live that life, obviously he's got other interests as somebody who endured a couple different coaching transitions. And it like changed the trajectory of like my career at whatever level that was. I get it. So, uh, you know, shouts to him. Hope it's not the one year that your team actually goes to a bowl game in Hawaii and you've opted out of playing that that year. Uh, The quarterback, famously, for Missouri that day, that fateful day, uh, James Franklin. Franklin. Wait, what? Oh, yes, yes, yes. I was thinking, uh, what's what's, uh, Penn State's coach's name? Also James Franklin? (laughs) I don't know. You're thinking of you're thinking of Kirk Franklin, of course, noted gospel singer. Jump. (laughs) Yes, Penn State's head coach is also James Franklin, so I'm glad I got those mixed. Very confusing. Okay, I'm glad you. Adios. Hat tip to uh, Chris Woodward. PTI, I guess it would be. Uh, Adios to Rangers manager Chris Woodward. Bummer. Not really. I don't really care. Seemed like a nice guy. It was kind of cheesy. Didn't really like him from the uh, 
the Tatis Grand Slam bat flip, all that. I thought it was a bad look when he was butthurt about it. And now he's gone. And I have to imagine they're getting rid of him before the season ends so they can get a jump on bringing somebody new in. I don't know who it's going to be. I don't know. The team stinks. Whatever. We need to see some progress. we got a new stadium that I still haven't been to. Have you been, by the way? I did not make it there before I uh, moved, but I'll probably go, even if it's for non-MLB experience, which I don't know if this is the case in other places, but North Texas or Dallas, Arlington, whatever, they do a really good job of just coming up with other bullshit that goes on in their stadium. So, like, the odds are that I'll go back for, like, a high school play football playoff game in a baseball stadium and see it that way before seeing it as, like, a baseball game. Like, I went to AT&T for Monster Jam, flag football and some other random event before I ever went there to see the Jaguars dominate the Cowboys in a preseason game. Mm. People are freaking <laughs> mad over the Cowboys preseason game. I love 17 penalties, dude. That's crazy. <laughs> it's a pre- it's preseason. It's nobody the gives first a shit, preseason game. Anybody. Who's, I agree. People just need, they need content and that's fine. It's just like, come on. It is kind of their only big problem. And I feel like no matter how shitty you play, you can fix penalties. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But they didn't. Anyhow, and finally, shout out to uh, UFC's Cheeto Vera. You may have seen the head kick that uh, ended Dominic Cruz's night and potentially his career. I don't know if he's officially retired, but he's had a, a legendary career. Very good. Very good fighter. But Cheeto Vera, interesting dude. If you ever uh, are bored, and uh, you want to take part in a three-hour pod, go check out Cheeto Vera on Rogan because there's a pretty good chance at any time Cheeto Vera's on mushrooms of some sort. So, um, yeah. Oh, it looks like KJ might have lost audio. But you know what? I'm going to get us out of here. I'm going to land this plane. We will be back next week with Dylan, with KJ, maybe a special guest. I'm just teasing that. I don't know for sure. KJ, you good? I'm good. I'm good. I've realized... Uh... To pull back the curtain there, I missed some some uh, words there from David as uh, my setup is a Bluetooth headset synced to both my computer and my phone. Probably a bad, uh, poor form to sit there and pull up a random tweet with audio in it, and all of a sudden it just cuts out to nothing, and I'm like, why the fuck's this happening? Like, oh, pay attention to what you're doing. Yeah, it's uh, doing this is not easy. <laughs> it's not easy. There are a bunch of little things that, you know, professionals could pay attention to. We have all the excuses of the world, but here we are bringing good content to the people. I think you were teasing ahead to what we'll look like next week. Is that the case? Yeah, and I was shouting out Cheeto Vera. With, he had kicked Dominic, into a, Dominic Cruz into another dimension, broke his nose like immediately. It was one of the most revolting, I mean, just excellent head kicks, but also revolting. I made Alyssa watch it, and she was mad at me for making her watch. So, cool. Shout out to her. My wife. Brenda. Friend of the show, obviously, uh, Jake Kemp. No true words have ever been said, and probably is the case for a lot of guys our age, but it's kind of sad to think of the percentage of your marriage and a relationship that just exists based on trying to get your spouse to watch a certain video or look at a tweet or some sort of social media content. Tell me about As it. As we were, like, tasked with, like, scraping the internet for, for just, you know, shits and giggles, things that don't even hit the TL, uh, something funny enough to send to the meme team. If I get no reaction there, I'm like, ha, 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 look at this. Um, any thoughts real quick before we hop off? Uh, Usman Edwards this weekend. Um, Might be a fun fight. I like Usman. 
But of course. Leon Edwards is he's a worthy opponent. I, I think his last fight out was was that the Nate Diaz fight where he got rocked at the very, very end? Maybe not. I think he's had one other fight since then. But I mean, yeah, Usman should be a, a heavy favorite. But it'll it'll be good. It'll be a good fight. It's a it's a stacked division. Let's see what happens. Arlington's own, I believe. Some capacity. That is true. Kamara. Arlington Bowie High School. Let's go. Yeah, I I would say uh it's random fights like this that end up screwing up like, you know, uh not records, but like I feel like this is the kind of trap a trap fight, if you will. Like mm-hmm. heavy favorite Usman. It's in fucking Salt Lake. People are gonna watch, but it's also kind of that weird time of the year where you know, you've got sport, you know, uh, football coming back, back to school stuff going on. I wonder if it's going to fly under the radar for some people and then Usman screw around and lose this fight. Not that any of that outside noise or things matter to his camp or his fight abilities, but I think of like the Reese Joshua fight. We're out of nowhere. Anthony Reese like screws up Joshua's entire career in boxing. And I'm like this Leon Edwards, the second time they fought. It's not this, not the like surprise here, but you know, uh, keep an eye on it. Spr- yeah. Sprinkle Wolf made. They fought like six years ago, six or seven years ago and Usman won, but it wasn't, it wasn't anything notable. I think it was just a lot yeah. of wrestling. Cause that's his, that's his background, but now he's got hands. Now he's got power. Got to watch out. All right. Thank you, KJ. Right. We will be back next week. Bye-bye. Bye. I don't want my chips playing. I want my chips with the dip. So bring them dips.